Welcome to Safety Bites, a weekly podcast on all things related to workplace safety, hosted by me, Jason Schaffenbuhl. The thoughts expressed in this podcast are based upon my opinion and general best practices, which may not apply to all listeners. Always consult with a qualified professional before making any changes in your organization. June 9th was National Forklift Safety Day. I suspect you didn't have the day off, and if you were like me, you didn't even know there was such a day. But I was motivated to create a podcast on the critical topic of forklift safety. Forklift accidents are much too common. There are approximately 30,000 workplace injuries due to forklift accidents each year in the United States, with approximately 85 deaths. The actual number of incidents involving forklifts is unknown since many incidents are not reported. For example, if you look, you'll likely see many scrapes on the forklifts in your facility, and I suspect the incidents that led to all the scrapes were not reported. A critical aspect of forklift operation safety is employee training. OSHA has clear expectations when it comes to training forklift or powered industrial truck operators. Before an employee operates a forklift, the employer needs to ensure the employee has successfully completed forklift operator training for the type of truck the employee will operate. This involves formal instruction, such as classroom training, demonstration of forklift operation, and the ability to practice forklift operation, and an evaluation of the operator's performance in the workplace. When an employee is learning to operate a forklift, he or she may only operate the forklift in an area which does not endanger the trainee or other employees and the operation must be under the direct supervision of a person who has the knowledge, training, and experience to train operators and evaluate their competence. The Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA, has specific training content requirements that are much more detailed than would be appropriate to review on a podcast, so it's important for you to review the requirements before providing training. As part of the training program, the trainee needs to be evaluated to ensure the trainee has the knowledge and skill necessary to operate the forklift. OSHA provides little guidance on what the evaluation should consist of beyond stating, quote, knowledge and skill, end quote. It's commonly accepted that the evaluation should focus on the employee's ability to safely operate the forklift within the work environment. In other words, conduct a driving test focused on the operator's ability to safely operate the forklift. I also think a knowledge test, either a paper test or verbal questioning, is useful to assess forklift safety knowledge that isn't readily accessible via a driving evaluation. This evaluation isn't completed just at time of initial training. At least once every three years, each forklift operator needs to have another evaluation. If the employee fails the evaluation, then he or she needs to be retrained. Retraining is another important aspect of managing a forklift safety program. Many employers simply provide employees with retraining on a set frequency, such as every other or every three years. However, OSHA only requires refresher training if and when certain circumstances are met. Retraining is required of an employee under any of these five circumstances. 1. If the ongoing evaluation reveals unsafe forklift operation. 2. If the employee has been observed operating the forklift in an unsafe manner. 3. If the employee has been in an accident or experienced a near miss, what I think is more appropriately called a near hit, which I covered in podcast 43. 4. If the employee is assigned to operate a different type of forklift. And 5 if there have been changes in the workplace that could affect safe forklift operations. I think it is because of the requirement to evaluate a driver's knowledge and skill every three years that many employers simply retrain employees every three years when in fact there is no requirement for retraining unless one of the five conditions I've discussed is met. Remember, retraining is only required of the employee or employees who have had an accident or near hit or have been observed driving unsafely. And, as long as there have not been changes in the workplace that could affect safe forklift operations 
or an employee is not expected to operate a different type of truck, then retraining is not needed. In addition, OSHA allows retraining to be limited to the topic or topics relevant to the knowledge or skill gap that led to the need for retraining. So you don't need to put every employee through an entire course for retraining. You only need to cover the content needed for the specific individual. This could save you a significant amount of time retraining. Next week, I will discuss two important aspects of OSHA's powered industrial truck requirements, which in my opinion are not adequately addressed in the standard. What constitutes a type of powered industrial truck, as employees need to be trained and evaluated in the type of truck they will operate, and who can train employees on forklift operation. So until next week, assuming you have at least one forklift in your organization, take the time to evaluate your training and retraining program. Ensure employees are getting training and evaluation before operating a forklift. This is critical in eliminating needless injury or death from forklift operations. However, it is also important to evaluate your retraining process. Have employees report the incidents that are occurring so you can more efficiently focus your retraining efforts. You can focus your retraining on those employees who are having incidents instead of simply retraining all forklift operators whether they need retraining or not. I hope you enjoyed this podcast and will join me next week. Until then, please make time each day to create a safer workplace.